Hello and welcome to the latest uh, Gate Drop Pod. Last week we caught up with the new Irish motocross the nation team manager Mark Mooney and joining me today is Caelan Mira who is another um, member of the management team. First of all Caelan, just how are you? Yeah, I'm all good. Um, very busy at the minute with the bikes and uh, just with work but all good, looking forward to getting started. Happy days. Well, let's just start on how the opportunity came around for you to land a, a management role on the Irish Motocross the Nations team. And can you tell me a little bit about what your role will be within the team? Yeah, so um, I'm on the commission now for um, for the motocross over here. And um, obviously Mark Farley stepped down as manager as he just had too much going on on his plate. And to be honest, I was happy enough to take the job on myself. I feel like I'm more than capable of it. Um, even though I'm still young, but I feel like I'm more than capable of it. But um, yeah, Mark Moody also wanted to do it, and I was happy enough to work with him, and he's happy enough to work with me, and so far everything's going good. Um, we're pretty far ahead with our planning and stuff, so we're just waiting to see what, who the riders are going to be. Um, yeah, so basically my role is me and Mark are working side by side together. Nothing be stopped without me not knowing, or I don't do nothing without Mark knowing, so um, I'm just basically giving him a pull out to help with it take as much stress off his shoulders as possible to be honest because uh, there's a lot of work that goes into doing this event and obviously you'll be working closely with Mark Mooney and I think Lauren Spence has also got a role with the team you mentioned there you wanted you wanted to take the role on yourself but maybe working with somebody like Mooney and Spence um, could that maybe be help you learn for the future and then maybe try and go for the job in the future again and this could be a good learning process for you yeah, of course. Um, to be honest, thinking back now, I'm probably in the, in a better position. Um, there's so much to learn, especially off Lawrence. He's he's been everywhere with bikes, and anything that Lawrence doesn't know about bikes isn't worth knowing. Um, and with Mark also, he's just he's very professional. I went down and met him um, about two weeks ago. Once uh, this had all been decided, I went down and met him. And as soon as I walked into his workplace, I knew that the right man had taken on the job. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting started and see what I can learn. And you, of course, you were involved in the team last year at Mantova. You were obviously mechanicing for your brother Jason Mira from memory. I can't really remember if you were part if you were part of the setup any other years. But um, what was your the experience you found from last year at Mantova being involved with your brother? And obviously, because you uh, wanted this role, maybe you pay, paid more attention to maybe other mechanics that have that had roles like that in the past. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not too sure if any other mechanics have went on to be. Um, a manager in the team but um, yeah like last year last year I was a mechanic for Jason as you said and uh, yeah it was an amazing event uh, getting to obviously I'm not riding but getting to be under that only to represent your country and your country's flag is it's a dream come true really obviously I would prefer to be riding but I'm definitely not that capable to know. <laughs> so um, no it's it's amazing feeling it's amazing feeling and just on your racing career yourself, um, you were a good young rider. I think people probably forget, but you did race the EMX 150 series. So you do actually have experience racing tracks in Europe, such as Lockett and Lawmall, I think you've done, to name a few. When you look back at that time in your career, how would you reflect on it all? And I'm sure it benefited you as a rider. And, and racing those type of tracks, you can probably help some young riders here with that, with that experience you have. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I done the I done a full series in the AMX one hundred and fifty class, which was run alongside the MX GP at that time. So that was another reason why it did not phase me in the slightest to take on this role myself. Um, it 
really, but I was 14 whenever I'd done that. And it honestly just made me mature and until a young man very, very quickly. Whenever you're traveling from week to week, uh, racing at a Grand Prix paddock, trying to speak to different people, communicate with people that speak a totally different language, it really makes you grow up. And um, yeah, of course, uh, I do help out some kids whenever I can, but obviously I have my younger brother, Jack, who I try and help out, and even John and Jason as well. Um, both of them will come to me for some advice at the track. And um, yeah, I would be pretty glued in that way. I would never just, even me and Jason were speaking earlier, even for me to watch uh, a GP race or an MA race, it would probably take me about an hour to watch a 30-minute moto because I just study everything so much. But yeah, um, and there was so much to take away from that year. If I could do it again, I would do some things different. But um, now the experience I gained from it was crazy, yeah. And how did you find adapting to the different type of tracks? Um, obviously, a lot of riders here just race in Ireland and maybe venture over to the UK. But how different from from your point of view was it, you know, riding tracks like Lockett, Lommel? I think Germany was maybe another one you done. And did that? do you feel that helps you, uh, young riders grow? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to know what? It's not even just the tracks. It's whenever you arrive at the event, you have the trucks, you have the riders that you've watched on TV from your no age. Uh, the banners around the track, the fans, uh, everyone forgets about this. They think that they're just going to race a track and it's going to be like racing at home. But getting into that at such a young age is massive. Um, like, for example, what Cole McCullough is doing at the minute is absolutely going to benefit him. Um, he's putting in the work. The, being around that paddock is just... There's nothing that can get you that experience other than being there and in that involvement because if you just go for a one-off, so much pressure gets you. Yeah, I remember sitting on the start line in Falkensward from my first AMX 150 and uh, it was, I didn't even know what was going on. I was sitting trembling on the start line. It's a its a crazy feeling, but honestly, if anyone's capable of doing it, it's definitely something they should do. Yeah, uh, you touched on Cole McCulloch there. Um, obviously, it's fantastic to see him race the AMX 125 series and hopefully he does that again next year. We obviously have some good young talents in the country, Dickinson, Heron, Golly, Spratt, McConville, just to name a few. Obviously, they've still got time on their side, but what would your advice be for them sort of talents? I feel that they should definitely race overseas, but I suppose like everything else, it comes down to finance at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. It comes down to finance, but um, this is one of the reasons why I wanted the push to get on till the commission for the motocross in this country is not so much for the older people, but to try and get the young riders where they need to be. And it's coming from someone that hopefully the riders will listen to because I'm still young. I can still connect to them, whereas some of the older guys there still have, you know, they have their old way of going about things, whereas I'm new, I'm young, and um, it's definitely something that I'm going to push for within the next couple of years is to try and get as much help as possible and push our young riders to get into racing, not even the, just the British level, but European level. I would like to see a, a Team Ireland go to the Junior World Motocross mm. Championship within the next two years, definitely. Yeah, so that would be really good, actually. Um, and just on Northern Ireland, I mean, we've lost Desert Martin at the moment, we can't race there. You've got you've left with tracks like Culloday, Tinker Hill, Tandragee, Laurel Bank, Saul... Obviously, not too many tracks. Is that a worry? And is that something you'd be looking, you know, to try and push? Maybe build tracks here or there. Obviously, the the build St John's for the Irish Championship, which I think was quite good. But I'm not sure if they'll use that again going forward. Yeah, definitely, it's a it's a worry for everyone that races races in this country. Um, 
I think another thing is the way to prep the tracks here for to go to a British level or European level, this is why the riders from here struggle so much. Right. See anyone that's really, that's properly made it in, in a bigger level, the likes of Graham, Graham Irwin, he stayed in England most of his career. If not, he came also, he raced the Women's World. She stayed in Belgium, you know. It's hard to get tracks prepared mm-hmm. um, the way they do in the Europeans or in the British level. Um, I was down at Dune at the weekend at an Irish Championship and I spoke to a few people, some people had different opinions, but my opinion on the track was it was prepped absolutely perfect and it beat up the way a British Championship track would beat up and some riders still try to ride it the way they would ride any other track, which is no fault of their own, but going forward, if all the tracks could be prepared similar or to how Athlone was prepared at the weekend, it's going to benefit the riders from here massively going to England as they'll not fill out of their depths. Yeah, and just on the track prep on the tracks up north, I was at Seaford and I've been at Tandragee and Tinker Hill a few times this year and I mean they're just rock hard, obviously it's good in one way because you need a really good throttle control and that side of it's good but they don't really rip the track so like at Seaford the other week there wasn't a rut in sight and obviously European and, and GP tracks is quite a lot of ruts these days so when you mention the track prep there would you like to see them maybe rip the tracks a little bit more up north? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think every rider has been has been kind of complaining about that as years. Um, you can't take nothing away from these guys. They're still giving us a chance to ride their track. They're giving us their tracks to ride, which is absolutely great. But um, for the first time in a long time, the owner of C4 Track, he actually came. To, I was riding that day. He came to me and asked me my opinion. I think that the track owners are starting to work with the riders a wee bit more. Hopefully they can listen to the riders because the riders do know best. As silly as it may sound to some often, but the riders riding these tracks do know best. So hopefully they can still, hopefully they can listen to us and we can improve everything. But definitely, I have a lot of plans that I would like to try and get going within the next couple of years in my role. All sounds very promising. Um, just to touch on the motocross the nations team last year, obviously there was a lot of controversy with Martin Barr being left out of selection. Obviously, I don't want to touch on too much last year, but. I'm glad that there's a new management in place this year, put it that way. Um, what was your thoughts on it all? And looking this year, I mean, Martin's riding well, so he should be with you know in the thoughts, you would think? Yeah, definitely. Well, I wasn't involved last year, so I'm not going to mention my opinion on it. I wasn't involved in the team picking or nothing like that. I was just simply there to do a job, and that job was done with Jason, which I thought very good when he won the B final. Um with Jason riding so personally I felt like I done my job and Jason done his job and it was up to everyone else to do their job so I'll not comment too much on that but uh, yeah going forward this year obviously Martin has been riding absolutely amazing you can't take it away from him he's still going up whatever age he is he has to be near 70 or 80 now he has his bus pass and all I reckon <laughs> no but Martin's riding amazing this year of course he has to be in the running for it but uh That'll be remains to be seen within the next within the next couple of weeks, but um, I would be pretty confident that the correct team will be sent this year. And obviously, Red Bull, the last time at Red Bull, Martin Barr was pretty phenomenal. He even beat an AMA national champion in a moto, Aaron Plessinger. Um, so um, it's a track that will suit him well, and I think his former GP experience, things like that, you know, a lot of other riders in this country don't have, so that, that's something that he has going for yeah, you know, Martin has everything going for him, really, whenever it comes to riding the motocross the nations. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember a bad performance by Martin whenever it comes to the motocross the nations. 
Um, fair enough, he did struggle a bit last year, but I know he was dealing with some injuries and he had a change of bike. But it's plain and it's plain and simple to see. You have to pick the best riders, in my opinion, and in that case, Martin is definitely up there this year. And just on the Mirror Brothers, <laughs> they've been providing some fantastic battles in the Ulster and Irish Championships this year. First of all, just on John, obviously he came out of retirement, and I actually think he's a rider that you, the younger riders sh- sh- can look up to more. Um, you must be pretty proud as a brother to see him coming back, and you mean I mean seeing him race, you wouldn't think he was uh, he, he didn't ride and came out of retirement after a year and a half, so you must be pretty proud of that one. Yeah, of course. Uh, just touching on that, one thing that I wanted to put clear, because I know this is going to come up a lot, is just because John and Jason are my two brothers and my sack name's Mira, that, and I've made this clear to most people that I've spoke to, that has zero to do with who I would think should ride for the Motocross Nations team in this country. Um, anyone that knows me, I'm proud of that flag. I'm proud of that green, white and orange flag to be flying. And my pick for any team to come from this country will definitely be the team that can get that flag as far up that leaderboard as possible. Um, going back to John, yeah, of course, John had a John had a couple of years off. He was he was injured for a bit. He had different finance problems, trying to get a house and stuff like that, which people don't see. But yeah, I've seen the struggle he's kept. So he's really put a lot of work in this year, and um, he's making sacrifices left, right, and centre. Um, I think he's going to be riding that MX2 bike. This weekend at Whitby also, he uh, he should have had an MX2 Pro in in, um, in Ling for an MX Nationals, which he had a crash, which resulted in Stuart being injured also, which is which is not nice. But yeah, the sacrifices, both of them that make, um, no one sees the work that any rider puts through, not even just John and Jason, but any rider that's going and racing that level every weekend. You've so many keyboard warriors saying this, that and the other, but whenever it actually comes down to it, they're the ones that are... They're training during the week. They're still working their nine-to-five job. You know, they're spending a fortune just to get over racing week in, week out. So a big ups to every rider that does it, not even just John and Jason. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about, you know, being related to the two brothers. So I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up before I had to ask you because at the end of the day, you do have to put the country first and pick what you believe is the best team. So, so good to hear at your approach. And just on last year... Jason in that B final, I mean, he was pretty pretty unbelievable. I think that was the second time at the event. First time was Aston, and that's such a unique track. It's it's very different. It's very tough to prepare for a track like at Aston, but obviously Mantova, uh, he rode really really well, and, and second in the B final, and he was even catching Myro Servan in at the end. So so you must have been pretty proud of, of that ride. Looking back at last year. Yeah, looking back at last year, we had a lot of things that me and Jason done right. Um, I came working for him full-time last year in terms of mechanicing. Um, and I also, we worked together off the track as well. We worked together during the week. Um, and honestly, seeing the sacrifices and the hours that uh, he puts in as well, like he's running his own business, he um, he's doing his own training before he goes to work. He's He does a bit of work on his own bikes. Uh, he is a hard worker and as many people know, we didn't come from much. Everything has come from just pure hard work and especially Jason, you got to give it to him. Like he hasn't stopped. Fair enough, John had his injuries. He stopped for a couple of years, but the injuries that Jason has had and he's just kept grinding on and grinding on and it, it really was amazing. It, it felt like hard work had really paid off last year and that B final um we counted up, me and him had been on the road 16 weekends in a row, leading up to that event, uh, driving home during the night, we'd have been back into work Monday morning, 
worked all week and then back out to race on the Saturday. We've done 16 weeks in a row. So, yeah, that, that was pretty special. That pity didn't get first place, but hopefully, hopefully we can get it again in the future. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Actually, I mean, that's something people don't see. You're grinding out going to England every weekend and then, you know, Jason and John both work. Fair enough, John isn't a, a full-time British motocross rider this year, but Jason is. Just how tough is that? And it must take its toll mentally at times because so busy. I mean, you're having to work and then go and do motos during the week and it's not like he's full-time and then he's riding against guys that do it professionally. So it must be very difficult. Yeah, of course. Well, I can only speak on behalf of knowing, knowing what he's going through. Like, I'm just his mechanic. And even the stress for me to go to go to work um, all week and then come home, drive through the night, Sunday night, which happens every weekend, um, back to work Monday morning. Of course, it's I can't imagine what sort of toll it takes on, on him. And like I said, the dedication that he's put in it, his life's just motocross, to be honest. It's like he, he does nothing else, literally. Um, I'm sure his missus ain't too pleased about that, but <laughs> genuinely, I don't think he cares. It's just bikes at the minute, and it's going to be bikes. And it, it would be nice to see some to get for him to get a bit of luck and get it to pay off. To be honest, but um, it's just the way luck goes sometimes, and hopefully his hard work does pay off, which I think it will. And just on Stuart Edmonds, have you got any sort of update on him at the moment? I think Mark was telling me he needs to pick the team the first or second week in August, so it's probably looking unlikely that he'll be part of it. Have you just got the latest on him? And obviously it's a big shame if, if he's not you know, ready to go because he's got so much experience at this event and he does usually step up. Yeah, of course, Stuart always steps up till the event, which is an absolute shame. Um, he actually got injured in a crash he had with John at uh, Lingham, Neymar Stassons, which, uh, which is a shame. And anyone that says any different, uh, they're just silly. But uh, having Stuart on the team would, would have been great if he was fully fit. But hopefully he will be fully fit. But right now, I don't think it's looking too likely. I haven't spoken too much to him in the past couple of weeks. Um, I, not just at the track really and that was it but um, I think he's back riding but as you know yourself the guys that are at this full time and to be off for four months and come back till full pace again is going to be very tough but hopefully he does I wish him all the best in his recovery and hopefully everything goes good and as quick as possible and just on another couple of riders if you if you wouldn't mind giving your thoughts on Obviously, Jack Sheridan, he made his Motocross the Nations debut last year, and it's, it's never easy, and I feel like he was under a lot of pressure as well. And then we've also got Glenn McCormack. I feel like he's always in the running, but he hasn't got had the opportunity to represent Ireland yet, but he, he's another one that's having a good season, I feel. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jake had a lot of pressure on him last year, um, which honestly came from the people of this own country, um, which they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, like I said, I personally, I we had not the writers and the mechanics that went to that team had nothing to do with the selection, and the critic and the abuse that we got while we were even out in that event was mental. Coming from even commentators like Jason Thomas, it's an absolute disgrace to be just pointing the finger at one country and one writer. Um, you go there as a team, you leave as a team, you win as a team, you lose as a team, and that was thrown out the window last year, which which came from the people from this own country, and I find that right in saying, gate drop yourself, Andy. Yeah. You were very critical of the, of the decision, which genuinely had a negative effect on the, on the rest of the riders, but they had to step up to the mark as well, and they did. So, fair play to them last year, and fair play to Jake also. Um, I don't think he's having a greatest season this year, 
but um, hopefully it can turn things around for the rest of the year. And of course, going back to Glenn, yeah, Glenn's having a really good season. Um, Glenn's solid. Glenn's just Glenn. He always gets out of the gate. He's solid. He shows glimpse, glimpses of pretty good speed. He's had some solid results. So, yeah, hopefully well, there's some there's some racing left for uh, the next couple of rounds uh, before the team has to get selected. So we'll see in the next couple of rounds. It's not rocket science to pick a team, I feel like. Uh, Whoever's riding the best has the best results and is able to string a couple of results together week in, week out. I feel like it should be the team. And just the the general team Ireland going to Red Bull, obviously travelling a long way this year. And, you know, it's not going to be cheap financially. So what would you say the goal should be, just as general, as for the for the nation? Obviously going there and not failing to qualify like last year, that would be a big disappointment, I feel. Yeah, of course, it would be a huge disappointment. Um Personally, uh, I would like to qualify. I would like the team to qualify straight in, the, straight in from the qualifying races. No be final and no early start on the Sunday morning would be ideal, but it's what Team Ireland do, isn't it? They, they, they get to that be final. They love the early starts. But um, no, I think with how the riders are riding this year, and I think um, the right team is going to be selected. And with the team that's going to be selected, I think that they definitely have a, a very good chance and there's... There's no doubt about it. They should be able to qualify straight in from the qualifying races, bar any mishaps. And just before I let you go, on a personal level, at the moment, has this been agreed that you'll keep this rule for more than the one year? Or at the moment, is it just a one-year thing? Obviously, it sounds like you'd be interested to stay and then maybe in the future um, lead the, the, the team, but maybe that's going to be more of a long-term thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, joining this commission, that's one thing I made clear that I didn't want to be in and out for a year here and a year there. Uh, I wanted this to be a long-term thing. Um, it's not really my decision, to be honest, for me to stay in this role as long as possible, but um, I'm sure if I do a good enough job, which I know I'm fairly capable of, um, I think they'll be happy enough to let me continue this role. If I already have a great relationship with Mark, his professionalism, his communication, this, the things that I'm already learning... Just from him, I'm honestly glad that I'm in the role I'm in and not as just the team manager on my own this year because the knowledge that Mark has, even whenever it comes to just managing a squad of people like he does in his work, is it's going to benefit me massively. And, and like a sponge at the minute, I'm just soaking everything up and I've been like that as years and I just want to continue to do that just to learn everything. And actually, one more question just before I let you go. You have been racing a little bit yourself this year on a Kawasaki 450. How has all that been going and uh, have you got any plan- any plans in terms of racing or is it just take it as it comes really, do a race here, a race there or are you maybe going to come back full time and do the Ulsters and Irish next year? Yeah, no, I, I was going to come back but um, I thought I would give John and Jason a chance to get on this nation's team as obviously I'd have been first picked because I'm the best mayor um, and the fastest mayor, the best looking mayor. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, no, I'm really... I really enjoy riding a bike again, but honestly, I'm I'm too busy with uh, with work, with I play some football, and with mechanicing for Jason, and I don't want to take my focus away because honestly, I I'd be more stressed out on a weekend mechanicing for Jason than what I do riding a bike myself. So, no, I'm loving riding a bike. I always love riding a bike again, and um, it's tough to fit it in. Um, all the time, I, I might try and do another race before the end of the year, but. It's not looking likely. There's so much to do, and the planning for this motocross of nations also. I maybe underestimated a wee bit myself, but 
and um, me and me and Mark are working MSRs at the minute already, and we're still two months out. So no, I don't plan on doing no more racing this year. And honestly, I don't really, I don't think I'll ever come back. Now I'm never saying never because John said never. And I'm never <laughs> he is, but, uh, I'm never saying never. I could I could come back and race, but in the near future, it's not looking likely. That's perfect, Caelan. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please like, subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. All the best.